Yo, 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 ha ha, yeah, you have now entered squared circle 101, you got your man, the Titalian Stallion, aka Sonny Ill, now with me, hanging with these guys is like three kings, but somehow, I'm the ice cube in this love, my man Shooter and Firstborn, it's good to be king baby, how you doing? Man, I'm always good, I feel at the top, I feel great. Great weekend, a lot of stuff to talk about, man. Let's go, let's get it. And we are here to discuss the sweet science. Make sure you hit us up on facebook.com forward slash squared circle 101 or at Gmail for some feedback at squared circle 101. Same thing on Instagram or talk a little smack on Twitter at talking smack 101. And don't forget the application, it's the mobile app. I know you know what it is. You only have a iPhone and Android, and go in there and type in Squared Circle. Down the app to your friends and family. It's got everything in it. Recent bouts, upcoming matches, the infamous KTFO section, just pure entertainment. You need to laugh or just say, ooh, go to the KTFO section, the Squared Circle app. Now, I'm feeling good today. Let's shout out to my man, Lo, at RCF CrossFit. You want to feel better, be better with the best. Best in Western Washington, three years running. They support the app. They love the Squared Circle. Now, we love them. Show some love and go try them out for two weeks. Free. I know you like free stuff. People always ask me for free stuff. Nobody asks you for free nothing, man. You ain't got the plug, man. <laughs> you know, free nah, but it was, uh, already free anyways. But nah, man, you already know. I've been in there a couple months the now. I love it. Uh, it was really, it's really yeah. great. I was actually talking to Lowe about it today, and uh, he asked me about the fights that's coming. He's like, ain't there some fights coming on this weekend? He's like, nah, man. Well, he said, I said, check the app. He's like, man, I don't even go on the app. He told me I don't even go on the app. He was like, I did it to support y'all, and so see that's when you know you got a good friend though, because you're you got your acquaintances like yeah 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 no 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 I forgot y'all check the app I'll check the app. Instead he was just like I don't even go on the app. Whatever. Yeah he nah he went on that though, but and then I, I went on, I went on the app and I showed him I showed him the uh, I showed him the fights that are coming up this weekend. But then also like if you guys really dig deep into that app, it's not even digging deep like. When I talk about we have every fight of the year from last year to 1960, all in full, paid in full on there. Like you sit there and watch that, man. You know, the and I was telling him about the Chavez Sr. and the Meldrick Taylor fight. And just like stuff like that, that. The diamonds in the rough, the stuff that you forget and you miss. All that stuff's on there. So I was glad to show so him that. While you have KTFO, your phone in your hand right now and you just downloaded the app, the Squared Circle app, go to the website imrcf.com and do the two-week trial. Show them some love and you're going to love the app once you download it. KTFO section in there. You never know. We might add a shoot a topless section in there. If it, if it brings advertising in, then why not? You know what I'm saying? Work out in the show, baby. Check them out. Two-week free trial. You know where to hit them up. Now, that feels good. Now, let's talk about how to win. The keys to victory. What do we got to do to win every day? So, man, this is part of, if you guys have been listening, you know about the last couple of weeks we've been, uh, the keys to victory has changed from, two keys to victory from uh, the quota today. we just starting a hostile takeover, so we appreciate the following. We love everybody's coming, and now it's just straight broad street bully, man, just straight strong arm, man. So, it's you run with us, run from us. I get ran over, man. That's the we we ain't taking no more prisoners no more. We we're the best out here. We're definitely the best in the Northwest. Like that and then we come we coming for everybody. We coming we coming. We throwing rocks at the throne. We're 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 taking what's ours. Right. So run with us, run from us, or get run over. It, it is what it is. I mean, I see cats out there. You know, there's been one MD since we started. I see a couple others out there. Like they like the letters too. I guess I didn't get it from Eric Sermon. It was given to me. Down from a light shining above. I earned it. Yeah, that's seven years of med school, but it's a different kind of doctor, baby. Because that's what we're here to do. We're here to discuss the sweet science. Now, big fight weekend. Another one, decent, for sure. Not as exciting as, obviously, the heavyweight matchup we had. Now, we had a Golden Boy fight, a, a card that was set up into what was a million-dollar pay-per-view buy. Um, probably the biggest fight in Mexico. I had uh, two you iconic... Mi- you mean a million buys pay-per-view? Yeah. Not a million dollar, man. I'll say that's a all they made. Buys, they, yeah, a million buys. And pesos is what it turns out to be. Anyways, so how often do you see a headline from a promoter end up being nothing but spoilers? Golden Boy had two fights on Friday. Abraham Lopez versus Jesus Rojas. Jesus Rojas. 
And then Jerry That was on the official. That was on the official Cinco de Mayo. Yes. Yeah, on on that Friday that just passed. Cinco de Mayo is whatever day Canelo's fight now. Uh, yeah. Not Mayweather. Not anymore. Not anymore. He lost it. Probably officially this weekend. He just lost it. He just lost it. Nah, I wouldn't. I'd say he gave it up more than he lost it. Oh yeah, I, I can agree with that. I can't argue yeah. that one. But Abraham Lopez, up and comer. He was twenty. Two and zero, I believe, going in. That's correct. Going against Jesus Rojas, who was twenty four and one going in. So the Golden Boy fighter Abraham Lopez, they're trying to get him in with a solid, tested opponent that he can get a win by based on style, and it just didn't happen for him. The beauty of boxing. It's the beauty of boxing. It's like you have the you have your pickums, and then you also have the people who you know do your for sure shots, and then of course you got your spoilers. This well, my is my favorite spoiler. shoot of quotes is. It's the fights you're expected to lose or fights you're expected to win are the ones you're supposed to lose. Oh, no, that's a... And that goes with any... Sw- no, nah, nah, you, you terrible. You're just terrible. Yeah. It was the one thing I've always... Uh, my high school coach always said is you don't measure yourself by being a great team or a great fighter by the 50-50 battles that you could win or lose. It's the for sure ones that you're supposed to win. That's what makes you great. It's the ones that's supposed to be tomato cans and you're supposed to sit there and take those over. You're supposed to make them look like it. You're yep. supposed to dominate and it's supposed to be... Show that level of class. Pre- yeah, shows that level of class. Now, I love that. I love that. And it happened to my man Lopez. The ref stopped the fight. He was getting beat down pretty bad. And Still was- only one loss. Not bad at all. Still only one. He'll be 20, 22 and one. If he was a gladiator, it would have been his last fight. No, nah, but what was that? Uh, yeah, all gladiators, it would have been yeah, there. That all, one they loss. All, yeah. They all end with one record. You know, one yeah. loss on their record. Unless they, give, unless they give you the two fingers up for the, the quit. <laughs> That's what she said. No, nah, but, <laughs> nah, but uh, weren't, they, weren't they fighting for like a... The WBA, NABA featherweight title. So there's a national title that will launch you into WBA contention for a world title contention and there you become officially ranked... Um, and it was on to bigger and better things. Supposed to be for the Golden Boy fighter. But Golden now, Boy might have found a gem, I believe, here with uh, Jesus Rojas. Yeah, to no. a belt. So the WBA, that's the... Now, if he was up in contention for that, that's the you know, that's the featherweight. But uh, that's Leo Santa Cruz oh. and Abner Mares and uh, Carl Frampton. That's that's for who's holding the WBA title. Well, Leo Santa Cruz well, is. Jesus Rojas, based on what I've seen, an entertaining fight it would be with you and Leo Santa Cruz. But I don't think you're there yet, brother. No, he ain't he ain't there yet. But it's featherweight division. We we've Stacked. had this argument uh, between which ones are the best over and over again. Well, not the even an argument. Guys, I'll never fight. That's for sure. Now, Yuriokis Gamboa. This is a standout. He was an Olympic gold medalist. Standout. Defected from Cuba. Sacrificed everything to come here to the states for a bigger life, bigger dreams, bigger prosperity. Have you ever Have you ever been chilling with your boys and then you you actually you meet a girl. And then you're like, you, you introduce her to your boy. You hype her up. Hey, yo, this girl, hey, man, she everything. I love her, man. She she does this. She does that for me, man. She's the greatest thing ever meet. And, she's a and then she introduce, you introduce her to your boys, and they're all disappointed. Like, hey, yo, man, what, what's this? So you, you, you hyped it all up. The hangover. We talked about Yoriokas Gamboa mm-hmm. just like that. Like, we've really, not even just hyped him up. We, we spoke and, and sang his praise for yeah. the past couple of months. Talking about he deserves a title shot and yeah. this kid was special. We said that beforehand. Like, I know I said this when he was scheduled to fight Brandon Rios and his entire career just became this Indy 500 full of turns and just weird avenues. He, at one point, signed a 50 cent, but not G-Unit. You know what I'm saying? He... G, 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 G unit? No, not even him. It was G, SMS yeah. audio or no, G, SMS. G uh, not. G not. If you're gonna, if you're well, gonna that's what that. happened because they went bankrupt too. But so we both had uh, Yorikos Gamboa winning by a landslide. It's supposed to be, and I told other people, I was like, "Hey, yo, this is a wrap." It should be a short fight. Right? It, should, short it fight. should be. He should be. Now especially he did take the last fight, guy. He fought two months from his last fight, which is real sh- close to each other. Yeah. Because he dominated the last fight, but. Well, I want to thank Yuriokis Gamboa because it's like an emotional roller coaster that he's given us. At the same time, he's inspired us. He really has inspired us. So, I want to give a shout out to my uh, my main man Jalen. We were uh, when I was playing college ball. I was uh, we were sitting there chopping it up. It was in the I had just sat down from coming. I had just got out of the game, and we were just sitting on uh, we were sitting on the bench talking. And it, it was practice or something. I don't remember this what it was. Translate to a basketball game or even like a scene in the neighborhood. Yeah, nah, it, whatever it was. We were sitting there watching. And then I forgot what play happened. But he just said, man, he's the 10 man. 
And I just looked at him and like, what? Uh, no he said, man, that kid ain't got no heart. No I just no start. Heart. I started dying laughing. I, I was, oh man, I was living. And I've used that ever since, man. So anytime I look at somebody with no heart, I call him the Tin yeah, Man. I and love I, it. You know, not even so. And that inspiration brings us to today. Right now, we got our first nomination on what could become the Tin Man of the Year Award. The Tin and Man Yuri of the Year. Gamboa, is the you are first the first nomination. nomination and the front runner for the 2017 Tin Man Award. Uh, hopefully, the only person that ever makes this list right now for this year. Um, we had a couple no, days. No, I kind of want to see year, it. I kind of want to see it. I need more people. You, you, oh, we gotta have. There's gonna you be gotta more have people. more people. To... There's gonna be more people. <laughs> we could even put uh, possibly even the next fight we're gonna talk about here in a couple minutes. We might even put that guy. He might be a nomination on there based on. We can uh, see that. What uh, I'm what pretty sure the country would. I'm pretty sure the country would uh, nominate him for oh, that Man Award. Yeah. So um, and then also hate to throw dirt on people's name. Well, actually, I really don't care. But uh, two thought where he. The 2016 Tin Man of the Year Award goes to Nicholas Walters for the Lomachenko fight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you yeah. guys remember that, whether it was round six or eight, he just walked off. It was just yeah, said, no, nah, I, I'm not going to do it I anymore. I always like to go to the, the Willie Monroe versus Triple G. Because there was a moment Willie Monroe learned and understood, I have no choice but to stand and fight this man. And when the ref called it off, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. No, no, I'm no, good, I'm good, I, I'm good. I, 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 I Respect. give you a pass on that, and even because and we brought it up with the uh, with the Nicholas Walters mm-hmm. fight, you talk about why would Nicholas Walters get a pass or not get a pass, and then you give uh, Roberto Duran a pass for the Sugar Ray the Leonard Mas. fight, the No Mas fight. I was like, Roberto Duran lost, had to lose thirty pounds yeah. in a matter of weeks. Like he was, he was physically he was part gonna of, die. Yeah, like so, him making the weight was incredible for me, and then it just he fought. A Sugar Ray Leonard who was determined to beat him. Determined. So I don't, I Destined. you know, I'll give passes when it's due, mm-hmm. but uh, Roberto Duran gets a pass on that one. But 2016 Ten Man of the War goes to Nicholas Walters yeah. and the early front runner for Ten Man of the. This dude quit this, on the I'm stool. A, I'm gonna do right Nicholas now. Walters. Like, I'm gonna try my Jamaican accent. He comes into the sits down in the corner. He just looks. I can't wait to hear this Jamaican accent. He goes, nah, man, I'm done. Hey boy, I'm done, boy. That was. God awful, terrible. It's not even near the beach. Right next to the beach. No, that's no. Don't ever do that again, okay. please. Hey, yo, you guys. I'm not I can't. Pro- I can't promise else. you guys, but I'm gonna try my hardest to make sure that he never interprets. I, I appreciate your. Yeah. What is it? Your uh, your thank your Thanksgiving in advance for me trying to stop him. I I, I won't let him do it as much as I can. So my next opportunity think. to say something offensive is gonna be on Thanksgiving. I hope everybody's looking forward to this show coming up in November. <laughs> but. So right now we just Uriokas Gambo with the, the first nomination on first so nomination. I got it. right now. I, I make, have the make sure we pass. write that down so I can put that. Okay. We make sure we write that down so I can put that on my list of the KTFOs and the FOTYs KTFO. for the years. The KTFO so. section and that's in the Squared Circle app. Make sure you go to Google Play, your iOS, and download the Squared Circle app. It's available in there. Tell your friends and family about it because one, you got upcoming bouts, recent bouts. The KTFO section, fight of the year section. You're hearing it a lot because. We have so much fun doing this, we forget about the bread and butter that's inspired and sparked this beginning. Yeah, real talk, though. But check it out. It's your one-stop spot for all boxing needs. That sounds right, right? That You got it. You all got right, it. Good, good, good. Now, also, feel free to use that tin man for any activities where you see somebody not having heart, whether it's lifting weights, whether it's on a football field, basketball court, or whether it's in that squared circle. That's right. If they ain't showing heart, call them out on the it. Ten man. Then you really see how it is. Pretty soon you're going to see the Hood Pass template. Available application. <laughs> we will be taking soon. I sent out the first demo test to a man that I work with, and he filled it out, and it was pretty good. So that's coming soon. Next, you, if this keeps up, we're going to have an actual Tin Man Award. It'll be made out of some cheap tin. Maybe we get somebody Foil. to like construct it out like a soda can. We'll call it a recyclable. And um, How about an empty tomato can? Oh my goodness! Uh, that have you ever heard something so funny you can't laugh? That's just <laughs> exactly what happened right now. And I say that we, if we, if if we, we get some feedback. Somebody <laughs> hits me up at Squared Circle One Hundred One on Gmail or talk a little smack. We will pay for the shipping and send that tomato can to the winner of the Tin Man Award. <laughs> Tell me y'all won't and watch what happens. I'll, if not, I'll send it to the promoters if I can't track hey. them down. 
Hey. You might have inspired something good right now, my man. Thank you very much for your Yoko's Gamboa. Hey, really and don't even open you. it all the way. Just one of yeah. those little side hole punch can openers. Pop Just pop, pop it, it, pour all don't of it out. It. Hey, we're sending empty tomato cans for all you tin mans out That's there. That's right. Coming soon. I like that. I like that. You never know. We might be able to get a sponsor from Campbell on this one. That's what I'm talking about. And they're like, mmm. Uh, that's a bit no good just mm, for the award just the tin man that's all you getting I can't wait till we go live and we actually uh, start filming and videotaping these shows oh, right? it's coming soon it's coming soon it's we coming, coming soon. we coming we are gonna be there bear witness as we talk our way to the top competition is needed coexistence is accepted impossible but everybody's gonna know your place Close. long live the chief hey Class tells over time. That's all I'm going to say about that one. Now let's go into a stacked fight card we have for the Cinco de Mayo weekend. Starting it off with Joseph Diaz versus Manuel Avila. 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 Mm-hmm. So, so, Joseph Diaz, the prospect, the up-and-comer, he's the guy that they, they're trying to groom. Looks really good. It was a pretty trans- transparent fight. I didn't even have a lot written down for it. Uh, just because... It, it, it is what it domination. is. Like, if you saw domination. it, it was a typical boxing match. Joseph Diaz came in 23-0 with 13 knockout. Uh, he was patient, had Chris, punch, crunch, Chris punches, outboxing the majority of the fights, uh, one unanimous decision. It was... Domination. It was domination. It was nothing It was nothing to really say about the fight. Like, nothing, I sat there and I struggled. about it. These are these fights where you want your young fighter to get a, a good KO because he's against... A guy that's gonna that's meant to give him rounds, but you want to not give him rounds, if you know what I'm saying. Because they need a signature win, something that's going to boost him to that level of attention needed. Kind of like a needy girlfriend that always has to have your eyes looking at him. That's how promoters want to get these fighters started. They want to turn them into needy girls. And if you really think about it, it kind of happens to some of them. But, even Oscar De La Hoya, there's that one point where that was a... I guess it's part of his uh, lifestyle. But, now let's... This dude stays How do you feel about Joseph Diaz? I mean, he's one of my favorite fighters of all time. Doesn't mean I can't make fun of him. If He's lucky he's not a closer friend because then the shots would be harder. You said he's one of your all-time favorite fighters? Probably my top five, bro. Probably? Probably I mean, I really don't feel anything about him. I mean, he's a... Uh, I like his style. You mean he's American a gold medalist who fought everybody? He could have been no, on the fine. Mexican Olympic there's team. A, he no, chose a, look, the U.S. of A.? Is that why you like him? Because he's patriotic? Are you trying to make Not boxing great everybody. again? It's because he fought everybody at the right time. Make we boxing great again. Yep, that's exactly it. what it is. He was, he kept the 90s alive. Is it because he wanted to stay on the right side of the border? Mm. Today, yes. Back then, nah. Okay. He lived in gold medalist. He was sick. Nah, there's a lot of accomplished people that I'm just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, no, nah, you just pull, just pull the chain out like if you were a rapper at a club. <laughs> pull out that gold medal, baby. They're letting you right like back Sugar across that border. To us. He dropped it on us. Right just on the table. Bling, and it sounded like some weight, too. It was insane and a great experience to bless. And if you haven't heard it, check that out. Sugar you know, Ray Seals, he former really, world champion. We had an interview and sat down with him. You know how uh, we always make fun of it. Just like, man, you go to a table, you just whip it out and put put it on the table, man. Just just show, just show what you're working with, man. That's what he did to us, man. Basically, yeah. with his gold medal, he just dropped it on the table, man, and it was it's it was kind of intimidating. Most fathers that give their sons advices, one of the things they tell them is just don't whip it out, don't whip it out, not in public, not in public. <laughs> Wait until they say something. He just dropped it. On us. Just dropped it on us. But when you represent your country and you earn like that. Do what you want. Do what you feel. That, you can honestly say between a gold medal and a world title is the only thing that can actually say you're the baddest man on the planet. We've discussed this before. And that's actually the proof that you get that comes with it. Now, the next one on this lineup was the return of the machine. Yes. Lucas Matisse, man, I'm going to go ahead and start this off. From, he uh, went from pretty boy to the bearded pirate. Hey, man, he was looking like a savage out there doing what he naturally does. Now, Rocky see, Ford, before he had to, except, except he, he left it. it. Lucas Matisse has always been one of my favorite fighters. I always loved watching him fight and whatever he did. Another guy that took on all comers. I'm just going to bring, I made sure I had this, uh, made sure I had this up. We got Hum, Hum, Humberto Soto. We had uh, Lamont Peterson, Danny Garcia, John Molina, R- Roberto Ortiz, Ruslan Provotnikov, Victor Postal, and now Emmanuel Taylor, man. Those are all oh, 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 my bad, dynamic my bad, talent. My bad, my bad. Even before that, Zab Judah, Devin Alexander. I'm, I wow. apologize. Wow. Yeah. Devin Alexander one was a controversial. I thought he 
split, lost that fight personally. When it's when it's a split decision, yeah, it, it's it can go either way. It can go either way, yeah, yeah, definitely. But even the Zab Judah one, that was another one of his losses that I kind of felt like uh, it could have went another way just because he actually knocked Zab Judah down and still got yeah. the loss. And that's what makes that one so controversial, and people like to argue about that. So and my man, the is the, forms my man Lucas. The machine Matisse, thirty-eight and four right now with thirty-five knockouts, man. That knockout percentage, man. That that's that's my boy. I could oh, I was so mad. So Lucas Matisse, when Danny Garcia, I was I was with all my boys and we were watching we were watching the Canelo no the Canelo versus Mayweather card, mm-hmm. and this was I have been talking Lucas Matisse up. For weeks at this moment. Uh, reminds me of a story I heard uh, earlier today in a girl. Go ahead. <laughs> but anyway, I, I was talking Lucas Matisse up. Oh, man, for real, who's he fighting? I was like, man, some weak chump named Danny Garcia, man. This this kid ain't got no chin. He, look. He, That's the sound of me shaking my head. No, yeah, no. I was, and I sat there and watched that fight, and I had my boys coming up to me talking about, hey, yo, man. Why your man getting beat right now? It looks like he he's losing. And, I, and, I, hey, like, and I'm so, I'll see here mad. I'll see here mad hurt. I'm like. He, he is losing. Like, he's gonna I, I'll back. tell you, he, he's, he's going to come back. Uh, he I'll, only needs to land one. No, that's exactly what I was telling him the whole time. I was like, yo, one punch will change the whole dynamic of this fight. And that's... And he went down and it's got his first knockdown recorded. Actually, that's one of the punch. starts to my hatred of Danny, Danny Garcia. Garcia. That was... And let me see. To that me, was, that was the one that showed... Class tells over time. And that was the one to yeah. me that showed and put Danny Garcia to the status that he earned today. Um, I predicted the win when I watched it. And I felt that it was a lucky guess somewhat just because I didn't expect Danny Garcia to be actually that smart in the ring against him. But yeah, worked, exactly. So, because that came right off the... We're not making this into a Danny Garcia thing either, but yeah. that came right off of right after Danny Garcia beat Zab Judah. Mm-hmm. So, you beat Zab Barely Judah, then you Zab beat... Judah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you beat Zab, Zuda, Zab Judah, and then you come through and you beat Lucas Matisse. I really hated him after this that. This man too, has so. been in two fight of the years recorded. And guess where you can find that on the Squared Circle app as No, well. we just going to plug this app all now, day, man. I'm, we are going to plug it out because we should have been doing this already because this is the foundation, the base. This is the birthplace. This is where it started. This is Mecca. But That's the what fact we're talking that, about. The fact that Lowe even told us he never looked into it. And then he, he was like, yo, man, this is actually kind of dope. I've actually had a couple people tell me that when they actually go through it and look at it, it was like, yo, this is actually dope. Like, we just be putting together anything. I'm going to approach this like this. It, it works this way in sales, hitting on women, and even when you're approaching a project. The kiss technique. You keep it stupid simple. You know what I'm saying? Keep it you, stupid simple. You gotta keep keep it simple, stupid. Either yeah. way, works the same. I think just keep it stupid, whatever. Keep it simple, stupid. Simple, stupid, stupid, simple. You gotta do it when you're sales because people are dumb. You gotta keep it simple. You gotta do it with women. If not, you come off a little rapey. And you gotta do it with your projects or you overthink sometimes and you don't hit the right goals. And that's why we're bringing it up and we're gonna set to talk about it a little more. Maybe two more times today and more to come. But. It's our show. We can actually talk about it how much we want to. Because y'all going to sit there and y'all going to listen. That's right. Now, Lucas Batiste, how did you feel about his comeback? I thought it was a good dominating win. Was it everything you wanted and then some? Yes, it was. Because he dominated from opening gates. Mm -hmm. He showed who he was. He brought his grizzly back man with the beard. My man's back. He's... I I think he's ready for more, even at 34 years old, man. This dog got some fight left in him. What weight was that fight fought at? That was welterweight. 147. Full 147. So, stacked division. Stacked division. Very stacked division. So, who would you like to see him up against next? Now, I don't think we could throw him right in against any of the 147 titleists because this is a stacked division. We know that he wants a rematch with Danny Garcia. Uh-huh. I think it's the same outcome every time. Okay. Now, let's think about maybe Styles. Maybe someone like Kill Brook. Kill Brook got. We, we got to see what How happens. How will Errol Spence. Go against a guy that walks you down and can't walk through your punches. So always look at it like this. Always look at contrast. We have we have Danny Garcia coming off a loss, and we got Lucas Matisse coming off a win. Now, even mm-hmm. though Danny Garcia lost his title, he does need somebody credible. Mm-hmm. You only when you beat and become a champion, you can you take can somebody. You can, you, can you, can, you can sell that fight, but nobody. It ain't gonna be pay per view, <laughs> but. You have if you become a champion and you just beat somebody to become a champion. That's when I give you a pass on the next mm-hmm. fight that you take. That's if fine. you lost a belt, you have to bring somebody who's going to be the a first force. thing that popped in my head was Sean Porter. Sean Porter, man, we already well we talked about Sean Porter and Keith Thurman. We uh, 
I honestly want to see the rematch because I feel like I need to be avenged. I, that, no, I'm taking this person. You know what? That's, that's what I want to see. And I'm not even going to look at any other name in the pound for pound section, which we actually do have. It for it, it, do it for me. Do no, it for me. No, I'm not doing it for you. I need to see Danny Garcia versus Lucas Matisse because the first fight I was robbed. My heart. Feel free to out put the heart. rematch of Sean Porter and uh, Keith Thurman on that card. Now, if that happens, I know you're listening out there, and I want my residuals too. Hey, yo, real talk though, that would be a really nasty. That, that needs to be one on PBC. I can't believe I just announced their next fight card for next year. I guarantee it's going to be the beginning of next year. Watch. You think so? We're going to speak it into existence. Nah, I think uh, not next year. I guarantee you, Lucas Matisse has another fight by the end of this he year. He will, but I think that what we just said will be the fight card in the beginning of January as they lead up to build the fight for Keith Thurman versus the winner of Errol Spence versus Kelbrook. Yes, like I'm a hey, I'm foreshadowing, like but did you already take care of the uh, the second countdown that we're working on? Actually, I did, sir. I already did. Did you do your damn job? Which, wait, 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 what are we talking no, about? No, I'm, no, I'm actually asking as a question. You did your job. My yes, sir. I hey, kept yo, it yo, stupid shout simple. Out, shout out to Sonny Ill out here actually doing what he's told. Ha ha! Yeah! Now, after that, we had David Lemieux. Lemieux, the Frenchman, the French-Canadian, devastating knockout power, the up-front runner for knockout of the year with his lullaby of Curtis Stevens when he... Annihilated him with that left hook. Yeah, they had to break out the, the smelling salt with this cat. They had to pull out a box that said the 1950s on it, and they pull out the smelling salt, rubbed it, or what? Did they wave it under his nose, and then he was wake up, wake up. Didn't even get the stretcher for him. I, that's crazy. I've seen some devastating knockouts with one. Curtis Stevens was one where they should have got the stretcher out immediately, and I thought take him out the ring because he didn't revive and wake up for a second. But I am an MD, but I'm not a doctor. Just so you know. <laughs> but anyway. David Lemieux against Marcos Reyes. So at Marcus Reyes, sixty-eight pounds or one sixty. Oh, let me Let's get check it out. that out here. Because David yeah, Lemieux just one sixty-eight at super middleweight. Super middleweight. You better get Jibble G out of your head, then. I now I actually thought this was the plan B setup because they still had to negotiate with Triple G. I'm glad I was wrong on this one. But David Lemieux came out aggressive. Still looking a little WWE-ish, I guess you would say. Good defense while striking. That's one of the first things that I I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Now, Marcus Reyes ain't no punk, too, because he came in at 35-4 and four with 26 knockouts compared to David Lemieux. He still talking Lemieux. smack to the bitter end, too. So. Yeah, he was, man. And uh, David Lemieux walked in 37-3 and three with 33 knockouts, man. So high, both high knockout percentages with both of them. I, uh, I love seeing those kind of matchups because you know what you're getting. And it's always good when, when their total fights... Between them is in the 50s, you know, 20 in this with 20-something knockouts, 20 in this, 20-something knockouts. It's when we see the 40s and th- high 30s when we're like, okay, you guys should have made this seven years ago. I hate when I notice stupid things about fight, man. Did you know my man, uh, the sponsor came off of Marcos Reyes shorts before the fight even started? So that lets you know, man. I was like, is that Velcroed on? It was iron, like the sponsor. Iron on. Yeah, it, iron, iron on, on just hurt. Yeah. I'm like, man, get that. It, it bothered me watching him fight with it. I'm not going to knock it because technically. He got paid for it. He got more sponsors than we do at the moment. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> that's because we coming. You're going to have a suit with the squared circle boxes shorts and boxer shorts. However you want it. We'll figure it out. We'll make boxer shorts that look like boxing shorts. No, we won't. Silk. Well, we could. <laughs> so, uh, a couple of things do, that I had. Do the, the Stallone, Apollo Creed ones. I'm not silk. doing that. I'm not that telling you to wear fetishes, them. Now, man. now, I'm not even asking you to wear them. I'm saying we should sell them with the logo on it. Hey, whenever you mention anything about Rocky, I tune you out. What if the logo was like the no. S and C in this? Okay, good. But. All right, man. These are a couple of things. I digress. Stop, inter- stop interrupting me. These are some of the things that I had about the fight. One. I had, he should have KO'd him. He should KO him soon. That's way what sooner. I had Lemieux way sooner. Way I thought they should have called it around three. Yes. I thought they should have called it, it around was, three. Yeah. The corner should have stopped it around four. Um, casual fans were booing, which who I really hate. I can't stand <sighs> casual fans, man. Especially if, this is the thing, with casual fans, I, I understand a little because David Lemieux, you're like, you know what the hype behind him is, so this is kind of what you're expecting. But for me... I want to give David Lemieux a little credit because when he should have finished him out and when he started to look like he might have been running out of gas, he turned into a good 
counterpuncher, but still aggressive, I guess. He stopped officially boxing in round five, and that's mm-hmm. when uh, Marcos Reyes started showing his heart in round five also, too. But he started going for the haymakers, and he just couldn't put together his punches yeah. going to the body or being smart about and the knockouts. The knockouts will come if you box the right way. Exactly. I make this analogy all the time when I, whenever I used to hoop. If you play it the right way, your points are gonna come. They're, they're That's, gonna hit. The same with boxing. You're gonna hit. You're gonna if you if you stick to your, if you stick with the jab, if you move, if you go to the body, you're the knockouts score. are gonna follow. If you hit on every chick in the room, your odds increase and you're gonna score. <laughs> That's what we're saying here. That's the analogy. That's how we measure it. Is that how you measure it? That's how you. Yeah. There isn't one dude listening right now that doesn't walk in the room and say, "Do her, do her, do her." But we're here to talk about the sweet science. Squared Circle 101, make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com or on Instagram or give us some feedback on Gmail or talk a little smack on Twitter. You know where to find us. Now, the main event of the evening, coming into you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. We had the son of the legend, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. versus Canelo, Saul Canelo Alvarez. Saul. You know what I'm saying? Now, the legend of the son... Got sunned, that's for sure. We well, we said we we've had this couple. We had this joke for a <laughs> while now, talking about Chavez Senior wishes Canelo was his actual son. Oh, he wished upon a star that night. He wished upon a star that night for sure. I've seen so many memes where after the fight, uh, Chavez Senior was hugging Canelo, and he, he just looked at him in his eyes like a proud son, like God, I wish this was you. I wish this was you who had my, my blood in you. Yeah, that's right. exactly what it is. Now Chavez Junior got schooled. Hey, hey, okay, Lucas. No, no, no. You had it right. Lucas Matisse though. Uh, Canelo came out with a full beard too. Ooh. He got back. We had this discussion in the car, right, man. Right, Remember right. when uh, I said with J. Cole mm-hmm. and uh, Kendrick Lamar when they were coming mm-hmm. out with their albums, they looked real grimy and scruffy because they've been working on something. Work. They've been working That's on something That's when you know great. it's going to be good. When the beard starts getting cruff, scruffy and you don't care about the looks anymore. They, they, they used to make fun of Albert Einstein. Who was the, the, the Italian, uh, the guy who did the Mona Lisa? The, Vincent, not Van Gogh, but... Um, the other guy, Leonardo, uh, Leonardo da Vinci. These guys, they would come out from these paintings, beards hanging low. Just low, rough and just scraggly because they were putting in hard work and creating art. And that's what we saw today. Now, when there was predictions across the board on what round Chavez Jr. was going to get knocked out. Never a good side for a fighter when you walk into it. Especially when this is the fight not just for pride or record. But you're representing your country in another way that that's why, some that's of us why, will never experience or feel. That's why gold medals are so important. Because yes. this, this is what you want out of the whole world for your country. So Represent. That's, you have people who don't even like sports support the Olympics just because they have the USA the on their The only time I watch soccer is for the World Cup and the Olympics. And I act it. like I know the sport when I watch it. You yet. don't. You don't watch it long, then. Not for the men, at least. You don't watch soccer long. No, I do, and I support the women probably more than I do the guys because they got the better. Because those are the winners. That's right, the winners and sinners. I heard behind the curtains. But let's talk about the beatdown. I want to thank everybody who showed a lot of love for that little gif I reposted there from Reddit of the nice little slip in slow motion of Canelo, and that was one of many moments. Where he made him look mediocre, average, made it just made him look just not lost even, and not even not even many moments. That was the fight. Canelo came in. He was powerful. He was more powerful. He was quicker. He was faster, and he was just the overall better better boxer. Chavez was skinny, and he was too small. When he walked in, he had dead eyes to me. Where it's just like, I'm kind of lost. I shouldn't belong here. I don't have it. He in looked. Me. I don't he think was that was that wasn't the weight, and it wasn't the weight too. But it was, it was basically the moment, the experience, the, the magnitude of the whole fight. Now, I'm, I like to quote my father because he's a great man and uh, he's always points little things out. Now, if anybody saw the face-off of Max Kellerman and Chavez Jr., there was a moment when Canelo told Chavez Jr., he said, Look, you could have been the face of Mexico. You could have been Mexico, the biggest thing in Mexico. And you had it and you didn't care about it. You squandered it off. Let it go. It meant nothing to you. Because of that is why he had to win and knew he was going to win. And that's when he lost the fight, right there in that moment. Because that's when Chavez Jr. realized what he was born into. Didn't even know. He could have been, he could be a politician 
and get given a seat in Congress in Mexico because his name is bigger than he is. Exactly. So, beat down Express. Talking yeah. about those rounds that everybody picked, I picked 8th round, you picked 10th round. Yeah. A lot of people picked 4th or 6th. I gave, I gave him that long because of Heart Alone. Heart Alone, I was like, man, this dude can't go out like a no little punk, man. Right. He can't like he can't go out like a 10 man. Mm-hmm. So, that reason, now, if you last 10 rounds against Canelo and he knocks you out, all right, man. Liam yeah, Smith. We, so, we, we, Liam Smith. Hey, Liam Smith. We'll Not give a you credit man. for that. Not yeah. a 10 man at all. Not a 10 man at all. The disrespect Canelo showed is what made me fall in. Now, I've always said for I've always said for a long time. I've always been a fan. I've always been a fan. Andre Ward is my first favorite, mm-hmm. and Canelo, and then Terrence Crawford. Those okay. are my top three right there. I've, I've always been in love with Canelo Alvarez, and okay. I've always respected what he did. The disrespect Canelo Alvarez showed for Chavez by not standing, by not sitting a single round in the corner during the break, that made me. I, lo- I almost lost my voice by that alone. When's the last time you? When's the last time you ever seen that? Have you ever seen that? I can't work an eight-hour shift without sitting down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And this man did 12, three-minute rounds. Didn't even... I don't even think... I think they Te- planned not to have a stool. Technically, he sparred. He didn't really have a real fight, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah. So I don't know how hard he actually worked, because he was never winded. I don't know if I really saw sweat come off of his brow. He is, is he really this good? Or was Chavez Jr. that bad? So, here... I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this when you ask if he's this good. I'm just gonna say a Look couple of things. He's gonna do the voice um, activated. Alexa. No. So okay, no, I'm not gonna do that. Chavez Jr., Liam Smith, Amir Khan, Miguel Cotto, James Kirkland, Ares Randy Lara, Alfredo Gulo, Floyd Mayweather, Austin Trout, Josecito Lopez, Shane Mosley. Um well, those were the last 10, 12 fights, and he has okay, one loss against the great we're Floyd be Mayweather. Here. Let's go through, let's start at Shea Mosley and eliminate names that might have been gift fighters, right? Let's just go through there. Because people, a lot of people try to criticize Canelo, and I like Canelo a lot, that he had some easy fights on his come-up, even though his first pay-per-view fight against Miguel Cotto's brother, he almost got knocked down on that one, hurt pretty bad. So we'll start at Shea Mosley. Would you say he deserved, Shea Mosley deserved to be in the ring, in the ring with Canelo at that time, or wasn't was he that, there? Wasn't, was that a year, wasn't that a year after he fought? Floyd Mayweather? It was a year after he fought Pacquiao, actually. A year after he fought Pacquiao? Yeah, worked by Pacquiao. I think he was fed to Canelo. That's my personal opinion. Shane Mosley was washed up at the time, got fed to Canelo. Give but, me one second. Give me No, but give me one okay, second because okay. we're going to... Okay. I want to dig deep. We're going to dig into this and we're, gonna we're actually going to spend some time on it. So well, When we dig, this is what I say to all these fighters. If you're losing a bout, if, you're, if your game plan was to walk them down or your game plan is to box on the outside, you okay. can't do that. I'll you dig. You, uh, Go straight so, to the body. So, no, you were right. No, that was that was spoon-fed to him. Spoon-fed. Now, spoon who was after Shea Mosley? Sugar Shea. Josecito Lopez. Josecito Lopez. I don't, I, I wanna, was, I don't want to say and, He was 30 and 4 at the time. So Canelo was just the bigger fighter. Josecito Lopez proved he deserved the fight because this is when he broke Victor Ortiz's jaw to get this fight. So he definitely earned this fight, but undersized for it. I don't know if I could say spoon-fed because his level of skill was there, just not size-wise. We'll put a pin in that one. Who's at the host of Austin Trout. Undefeated Austin Trout. 26-0. This was the moment when I believed. This is when I first saw his head movement. Austin Trout beat Cuddle in Madison Square Garden. He beat Rigoberto Alvarez. How he got the title, which is Saul's older brother. And he went against Canelo. And everybody was like, this is a 50 fight. 50-50. I thought it was a really close fight. But I gave the nod to Canelo. That's definitely a legit. And that was the unanimous decision. Then it's Floyd Mayweather. We're going to skip past yeah, that. Yeah, we'll skip past that one. Now, I've yet to find anybody sane that can objectify or prove that he deserved any or showed any competition in that fight. But that's just Floyd. Alfredo Angulo. Now, he's not spoon-fed, but yes. This is the dog. Yeah, this is the El Perro. They knew this man was going to come forward and fight. They knew it was going to be exactly that Mexican style they wanted, and he got beat down. TKO. What round? Like six rounds or something like that, right? Something like that. Then the next one. So right now we're going to say, we won't say Josecito, but we'll say Sugar Shane. And then you say Gagulo, Spoonfed? No, we'll, we'll, give, we'll say Spoonfed and Gulo. Okay. Spoonfed and Gulo. Who's after that one? Eris Randy Laura. Eris Randy Laura. Which, this watch, is, which watching that fight. He ruined if, this man's if, career with this fight. Yeah. he Just because. He's still Arizona, whining he about this. What year he was didn't this make, He didn't take it. He didn't take he it. Because he didn't take it to him. 
When this was 2000, 2014. Laura showed some great boxing skills. And for anybody who want to objectify this one, I'm going to tell you to compare it to Floyd Mayweather's fight. Yeah. Every time Canelo missed, Floyd made him pay for it. He taught him a lesson with every swing and a miss, with every whiffer he threw. He made him pay for it. Eric Slandon Laurie made him pay for it, and he backpedaled and then tried to reposition to counter more shots and gave away the fight. That's what happened. Not spoon-fed. So right now... A, and that was a split decision, too. So it's not like it was anything where, hey, when I was watching that fight, I was like, hey, man, I don't know how this can go. The name alone, I was going to... I was saying Canelo could take that, but that still was no walk in the park. That was no walk in the park. Because even now, people don't want to fight Errors Randy Laura. They we still don't. And his career has been stagnant ever since because he's whining about this. He says he wants these fights, but... We don't know what's behind the scenes and how hard he's pushing. Yeah, that too. And then also, who was um, who, who's your man who got uh, who got hurt let's in the, on the motorcycle? Let's, let's focus over here, no, who got hurt in the motor on the motorcycle that uh, Arizona Liar Arizona fought? Oh, Bob, Paul, 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 Paul Williams. I said Paul Walker, but yeah, Paul, Paul Punisher. Yeah, Paul so, Punisher Williams. And that was one that he got robbed on too. He got so like, robbed. I understand like, him being yeah, a little. Yeah. It was at gunpoint. They anything, straight took yeah. his wallet on that. <laughs> and he like, Andy up. Just MOP'd it. The only so, time it's okay to commit a felony, you listen to Andy. But but any but anyway, but I mean, the list goes on. James Kirkland, he was coming in. He only had one loss at the time. Miguel mm-hmm. Cotto was a great fight with unanimous decision. Amir Khan was served up. Served up. We we knew that was. So and right then, now I'm gonna say we're. So okay. I'll say about 80-20%. At 70-30. So Shay Mosley. Angulo. Would you say Kirkland spoon fed? No. Okay, no, no, not at one loss. Not at one loss, no. Yeah. Legit, legit. And legit. he brought it to him. Amir Khan spoon Amir fed. Amir Khan. So uh, Liam Smith. That was no. actually the number one contender. No. Not Liam Smith fed. wasn't a spoon fed. Game fighter. Game, Game fight. fighter. Yeah. Mad props to Liam Smith. So we're at three right now. he was undefeated now. at the time. That was 23 and 0. And after that was Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. So we're going to go back to Shane Mosley, which is... And he was a bigger So this fighter. is out of his last 10 fights. His last 10 fights, which we can argue are his most relevant fights to compare him with any other fighter that's current in boxing. And out of those 10, we'll even throw Josecito Lopez in there. Four out of 10 fighters spoon-fed. Okay. I think that argument should be done for anybody who wants to disrespect Canelo or say that he's been spoon-fed. And anybody who follows us on Facebook, there was a great quote that my man Love sent us. Uh, I'm about to pull this up real quick if y'all didn't know. You should have already had it up. Be prepared. Hey! You know, sometimes it comes to me, the inspiration. You don't see it coming until it actually comes. And that's how you catch it in the eye. I mean, that's how you get the quotes out right. You know what I'm saying? But my man Lowe hit us with some knowledge here. Talking about, he, he got real philosophical on it. And he said, that is, where do I find it? I'm looking for it still. My man Lowe, can you call in right now and give me the quote? Now. You, you know, suck. You suck. I'm over here trying to fill in the dead air because... I, no, I, no, I'm just waiting over you because you said you had it prepared. I no, mean, I kind of remember... I said remember, it reminded but... me of a great quote from a guy. Like, when you listen to this man, feel free to make this dude work a little bit harder. And just smile at him. And then at the end of, at the, end of the workout, just be like, no, Sonny, yo. There's a... You want me to say it? You want me to say it? Yeah, please. <laughs> there is a difference between somebody who has had a silver spoon in their mouth, who was born with a silver spoon in their mouth, and then the other difference is between somebody who had to work for that spoon. Ooh. Just think if your trainer inspired you and told you some shit like that, right? Imagine that. Yeah, no, but it's dead serious though, man. If you have everything, you appreciate more things when you've worked for you, for it yourself and you brought it up by yourself. And that's and that's one thing that Canelo said. That's where I thought the fight was won and lost mm-hmm. too because there's no possible way. Look, it... <laughs> I'm we gonna, talk about I'm the gonna, purses. One of your fa- one of your favorite movies by your idol Eminem, Eight Mile. Oh. What did he clown on about? Clarence has a real nice house, and his parents got a real nice ma- like. Yeah. You don't you don't give any credibility to somebody who has it all. Yep. You don't show nobody respect. You you what, the people who came from the slums who came from nothing. Those are the re- that's the reason why uh, uh, Roberto Duran is one of the that, greatest icons in boxing. And if you come from that era, it's okay to walk that game and still earn your spot. Yeah. But to act like you. That's not where you're from, and that's not how you came up. And talk about how you Canelo has disappointed the Mexican people. Right. I'm like, there is no bigger disappointment than Chavez. So we, I mean, we had this picked. We we knew what it was going to... Mm-hmm. Technically, we gave Chavez a puncher's chance. We gave yeah. him a puncher's chance. He didn't even show up with that. Because he could be the second nomination for the Tin Man Awards. The tomato can. And I'll pay for the shipping to go to Mexico. 
That's fine. We'll send two to make sure he gets it. If so he this is how I'm in. I've said this before, and I actually said this on a live Facebook feed that you that you had me on. If you didn't see that, check that out. Because my man Shooter was feeling really good, and he still came out very articulate and smooth, and I'm very proud of you for that. I was drunk as hell. I'm surprised I was. I was hoping. I was, I was hoping for a, a minute to go viral and have him say something that we shouldn't be He's saying, got, and instead like, he kept Meyer? to the yeah, yeah. Instead he kept to the business and. Good job, Alex. Hey, man, you're welcome. No, um, Canelo was a way different fighter after fighting Floyd Mayweather. Man, that lesson, it, it, you've learned more from defeats than you can from victory. I want to, before I let you finish that, I I believe Canelo could have finished it within the fourth or sixth round, and he beat that man for 12 rounds to punish him. Yeah. You agree with that? No, I, I, I won't. I wouldn't cool. doubt that. I, I said it. That, that loss was the best thing to happen to Canelo because he was able to learn. And he, that was a humbling thing that you let you know you got to work. And it so I saw the same, the way Mayweather did Canelo, I saw the same exact thing Canelo did to Chavez. Boxing lesson. When I was sitting there watching, and especially if you guys don't see it, watch the fight again. Canelo would throw punches and he would slip and he would move. And then where a punch Chavez could have thrown he would either slip it or block. Chavez was scared to throw. He was gun shy at this time. Yeah. But he was blocking shots that Chavez wasn't even throwing, but that's how far ahead he thought and how good his I training was. I sent out was. a great tweet that I got a quote from you. Is how does how are we four rounds in and Chavez Jr. look like he's eight rounds behind? No, no. Did, I said that. You said that. How are you going to be in a bigger <laughs> man and look smaller at the same time? I said that. You said that one too. Hey, Those man. Those great quotes. Hey, man. But no. that's exactly what happened. He was. No, he really did. As soon as... As soon as he walked in, he looked, he approached as a bigger man, but inside that ring, when it came time to tussle and get down in that phone booth and fight, Chavez was the smaller person. It was, I, I, I've seen it before, so I'm not going to say I've never have, but that was just crazy. That was just crazy the way watching this fight went on. <sighs> the, <laughs> so another thing that I got to, he, he just oh. looked shook. His eyes. His eyes were closed. He actually had the Austin Trout, not the uh, not the Austin Trout, but the Andre Berto eyes too. He both of the eyes were closed up. Yeah. Did you yeah. see? Hey, have you seen the clips of uh, Chavez talking to his daughter after the fight, where she didn't really want to hug him, oh. like when they were Ouch. at the house? It was like like his daughter. His daughter is young. Damn, like America, we need to get on it when it comes to boxing. Your kids need to be inspired like this too. Hey, so man, when you come home upset. on a loss, it's hey. like. Nah, it's not even daddy you get a good job it was like nah you disappointed hey, me nah Julio I'm good I'm good that's that's oh ouch that hurts me hey me man well, what did you learn if yeah. anything now Chavez had no power in his punches nothing at all uh, I love Chavez I want to say too. I want to say he overtrained but I think they had a very bad camp with the wrong game plan no I don't I honestly think it was I don't think there was nothing Chavez could have done yeah, it's good, too good 2020 hindsight is Looking how Canelo did, there was no training that could have. There was nothing that nothing Chavez can do. Chavez, and it's, we've been saying it all. We've been saying it all along. He has the mechanics to do it, but he just can't. He doesn't have the heart he, to do it. He had the X factor in there. That last minute fire that can burst to pull out a, a, a crazy win. Sergio didn't, Martinez didn't show up. He did prove one thing right that he could take a punch and he could survive a beatdown. Might as well get jumped in the game for the beating he took. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So At least you have a set exactly what he did. So, um, we had Canelo at 228 punches landed mm. out of 604. Wow. And then we had 71 punches landed versus 302 thrown by Chavez. Chavez landed, and I'm rounding up, six punches per round. Wow. I feel like I could... Now, this could be the man Greer talking. But I feel like I can land at least seven punches per round with Canelo out of pity. Well, tell you one thing. At least L- Listen, listen. If you land seven punches and he knocks you out that first round, you still land at a hundred per- you still land at a higher percentage than Chavez did. Huh? So you can and take that. And probably get more respect walking out the ring. No, dead se- Right? I-, I would respect you more if he yep. went gunshot like Oh. Right. But anyway, anyways, the one the thing that was talking. the one thing that was better than that fight, well, besides the artwork and the masterpiece that Canelo painted, was we got what we came for. Did we which see a I have the torch which, from Vince McMahon to Golden Boy. Man, it's he's leading up Oscar De La Hoya. He's been making me mad with a lot of stuff that he's done, but then he comes as soon as I get you I've take never... me out, they bring me back in. Now. 
I've never seen this in the years I've been watching boxing. Oh, we got to talk. We got to we got to talk about that too. Go ahead, continue. But I know what you're getting at. But the at the end of the fight, they interviewed the loser first, Chavez Junior. Mm-hmm. Who got a con? He got the consolation interview. Yep. Then they interviewed Canelo about the fight and what he did, and then all of a sudden it turned into WWF. And I I saw a shorter Goldberg, just Ukrainian, not Jewish, in a nice suit. And he walked down the same aisle he would if he was fighting, right into the ring. And they had it faced off, and it was announced for September 16th, 2017. So we got two watches to look out for. We got the Ward Kovalev watch 2017, which is coming up, and we're going to discuss that. And we got the Triple G Canelo watch 2017. Now, whose name goes on first? Not who's on first, but whose name's on first? Canelo. Triple G's got no losses. Canelo lost to Floyd Mayweather. And we can... As a matter of fact, I already have this pulled but up. But they're fighting for 160. This is Triple G's belts. Yeah. Well, but right. All of them except the WBC. Canelo said, I don't want it. Yeah. He said, I don't want it. You can keep that belt. You can keep that one. They disrespected him. Now, he walked into the ring, and they had the face-off then. Nothing's better... When you see two guys ready to fight, they can't even speak. Have you ever seen a montage played of a fight that just got announced seconds before? Never, ever. Never. So, so, and then we're gonna jump Triple around. Triple G a didn't bit. even watch the last round. Probably. He didn't even watch the last round. But another thing, though, Triple G looked shook when he was when he was on a. Co- I don't know, man. No, he, he looked shook. No, because listen to this. Listen to this. Whenever Triple G's out of fight with somebody he's watched or he's supposed to fight next, he's all smiles. Hey, I can get this guy. Oh man, he doesn't look that special. Triple G was not smiling like he's he wasn't like. Smiling hey, yo. for Daniel Jacobs either. Hey, because he already knew better. Because he knew he, that and, he's hey, tough. But now, did he approach Daniel Jacobs the same way and timid? Yes, he did. Yes, he he did. didn't fight Daniel Jacobs the way he fought Dominic Wade or he fought uh, the D- uh, David, David Lemieux, David Lemieux. Uh, all, all those guys. But so he looked shook because Canelo looked rare form. Like it was, Canelo, Canelo looked perfect. The adrenaline was pumping too. Can- Canelo looked perfect. Uh-huh. So I, I just wanted to say that. But no, Ishay Smith from the uh, the Doghouse Rules and the Mayweather Camp. That, uh, Firstborn champion from Las Vegas, Nevada. That you have to point out. Why? Why would you point that out? We got to take our wins when we get them, baby. We got Ishay Smith. We got uh, Jetta Jameson. We got Andre Agassi, and that's pretty much it. You know what I'm saying? Nah, you guys got Bryce Harper. I'll give you Bryce Harper. We You're me. welcome. Hey, we man. hey, the Nats, baby. We got Neil. We're actually too. playing right now. No, but um, but no, I give you no, I give him that. No, I thought he was. I thought he was really shook. No, but. Ishay Smith said it. He was like, I've never seen anything like this. Like, they had a date already set out. They had the montage already set out. No, no, check this out. I want to give so much props to Dale. What? Now, you had, yeah, you had all that plan. What happened if Canelo lost? This, that, that's the thing, though. They kept it under wraps. Talk about some mob stuff. Only select people knew. The fight was there and ready. The paperwork was done. Yeah. The paperwork was done. It wasn't no verbal handshake. The paperwork was done, and the date was agreed upon for September 16th. And You don't, you don't think there's any fishy business about that? Because you know, man, we're conspiracy theorists, man. Uh, and there was a couple things that I was watching because I already said it. I, I already said it about the Daniel Jacobs-Triple G fight. I said, Triple G's going to win regardless, yeah, if it, especially if it's close. Now, granted, it I was a like landslide victory. If it was, it was a, a close fight, then I think we could discuss maybe Chavez Jr. laying down or... Or it's not performing up 100%. You know what I'm saying? But, but listen, they still made... The numbers, the official numbers, we haven't looked at them up, but it's over a million pay-per-view buys. So they got paid for this already. And a lot yeah. of people were disappointed. I wasn't disappointed because I got to see artwork and also got to see three really good undercards. So are you implying that Chavez Jr. sacrificed for the Illuminati was that fight? I'm not saying he sacrificed for the Illuminati, but I'm not saying that he may have not taken That's a valid sacrifice. He's getting no, beat down really, from the country down. like that. He can't walk the streets again. He's going to have to be in a tinted limo, and he's probably going to live in California. And even then, nah, I'm saying roll, Northern nah, California. He's just going to have to roll around with his dad till his dad dies, man. Because as long he's, as he's, he's with him, like, you're not... I'm pretty sure he's got like 50 robes in that big old house. You know what I'm saying? He probably forgot he's living with his pop still. How, how would you remember when you got that much space? He's got a wing to himself. But I don't think he sacrificed it. At the same time, you kept this under wraps. This was ready agreed upon... And at one point, I'm going to say because it, because he had to walk to get there and they didn't want to make everybody freak out that, uh, you know, why is he leaving? So, so I'm going to say in the 10th round, 
They knew it was a wrap. And they're like, Canelo, finish him. He's like, nah, I'm going to keep going. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep going and beat this dude for 12 rounds. And they asked Triple G, go ahead, this is a stand-up, sir. Let me escort you this way. I'm going to take you to the back. And he went back there. And they and signed an agreement for an agreed-upon date at a to-be-announced venue. Assuming, I, I'm going to assume all the money has to be done and negotiated. It has to be done and negotiated for that to get this far. And then the fight ended. The announcement of the winner came and the spectacle began. And then they walked one gladiator to face another for probably what will be the biggest fight for our generation. This is going to be bigger than Mayweather-Pacquiao. Because there's no way this could be bad, right? The, no. I don't think you have two come forward fighters. You have two smart yeah. fighters and you have two power fighters. Two power fighters. I don't understand how I unless one like unless one Danny Garcia and Keith Thurman, they both can knock people out, but at the same time is they're really timid of each other. Mm-hmm. These guys want to win like by any means necessary. You're going to see blood on their you're going to see blood on their shield. They're, There's like, a part of me that wants to thank De La Hoya for making this happen in September. I told him. I, I've been telling you. I, I'm I've surprised been telling that he kept the goal and this. said it. Because nothing would make the boxing community more mad for this, but for him not to fight year. Triple G. I, no, but this this goes on to, because we talked about David Lemieux being on this card and potential setup for uh, uh, Canelo after he fights if they, you know, they both win. Mm-hmm. But... I want to tip my hat off to Triple G because he's the one who set aside not fighting in this summer. That's the day the fight was agreed upon, I think. That's the day it was agreed upon. When it was announced that he's not going to fight this summer, he's going to wait to make sure that the, the, the fight in September pans out. That's the day the negotiations ended. Then all the way up until the this fight, just to making sure that the dates and the times How and the, everything. How many guys got snuffed because they couldn't keep their mouth shut? I just want you to think. They got, they got, they got, they got left in Mexico in lingerie. Man, it's it's Vegas, man. That's your state, man. Yeah, I don't know. Of, I don't know how y'all get down, yeah, man. You know the movie Casino. There's a lot of desert out there. Just make sure you dig the hole first. It's words of Joe Pesci, not mine. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying what I'm saying to be saying it. But we got the best fights coming up now. Our debate will become which fight is going to be better because the countdown has begun. We got Ward Kovalev, watch 2017 with one month, six days, 20 hours, 30 minutes left until this fight happens and I can't wait. I'm so psyched because this is one of the biggest debated events we've ever seen in our lifetime and generation. Then we have 128 days, six hours until September 16th with Triple G and Canelo fight. We got a man who's got his name, his initials became his nickname versus a man who was Typically, a, a condiment turned into a powerful name that sounds so who, good in Spanish. Who, who turned into a challenge on the internet that had people choking and coughing choking and up. damn near dying. And now the haters are choking up and near dying too because this man is real. He's real and he's there. And he, I believe, his resume doesn't back up that he's number one pound for pound, I think, with, with the Ward Kovalev going on. But it's a toss-up between Ward, Triple G, Kovalev, and Canelo. Saying that, I want to talk about the ESPN current pound-for-pound rankings. Because you, as you know, in this fight community, in the world of combat, sports, and gladiators, every time there's a big win or a big loss, like with the 10-man awards, the rankings change. They go up and down. It's like the, the P4P, exclusive to the Squared Circle app, in your Android and iOS phones, is... How can we say... How can I say this? This is the current... Uh, this is your status. This is your record. This is your ranking. This is where you at in the world, with with the other fighters out there. This is this is how you show your level of dominance and where you belong. These are the results through May tenth on the ESPN pound for pound rankings. Triple G is one. Yeah, Triple G is number one. Andre Ward number two. That sounds like a horrible joke. Triple G is one. Triple G is one. But anyway, skip, 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 skip. Canelo Alvarez is still number seven. Dan Raphael. I'm put laxative in your drink if you're the one who made this list. Yeah, actually, it was um I was looking at it. It was between uh, let me see where we have it. We had a whole bunch. Of, we had a Telly Atlas. Dan Raphael was part of it. You had a whole bunch of cats from the ESPN. Let's they go they that. made it. What number is Canelo? Canelo seven. So let's go to number six. Who's number six? Terrence Crawford. <sighs> and you got Chocolate Tito at five. Oh, uh, we drop Chocolate at Tito four. Down. Yeah. Drop it. Keith Thurman nine, Guillermo Rigondeaux at ten. I put Keith Thurman above Chocolatito. So the ESPN pound for pound rankings. This is their version of it. This is their rankings. This is how they like to show their top fighters. 
We disagree with their current pound for pound rankings, but that's the beauty of the sweet science because we get to discuss it and make our own. Hopefully, the Tin Man Awards get popular, and all of a sudden, Campbell Soups is sponsoring. Their sales goes through the roof because tomato cans are getting sent out left and right. You, you know never what? know. Matter of fact, maybe the next I want P4P all you guys, list. Whenever you guys see it, we're gonna start this hashtag now. We need Tin Man, Tin Man Award. 10-man award hashtag anytime you guys see any match that's out there. That way we can make sure we track it and we can put them on there. Any so that way combat sport. Any, any combat sport to get it started and then we'll narrow it down to the people quitting on the stool or quit. And you show somebody showing no heart. I want 10-man everywhere because there's a lot if of cats out there with no heart. If on his first day of work and two hours in, he quits, you better record that. And send him out. A lot of construction workers doing that, man. Right, you know what I'm saying? But see, I'm smart enough. I wouldn't take the job. I just wouldn't well, do see, it. See, then there you go, man. You're smart enough. But like, some people step in. But it goes that goes into a lot of people who are sitting there on the other side and never step foot in the ring. And then they, oh, I could do that. So I'm in my, uh, so I'm watching the Facebook live feed of uh, my gym. And there's everybody, there's everybody running or lifting weights. And I'm literally sitting in my bag with a bag of chips. And just, smudge, I can do, just I can do that faster. It. I can do that faster. Ha. Just sit here criticizing <laughs> everything that they do from my bed in the comfort of my own home. He's just looking at it. Who's that? Oh, suck. I could have done that. Check. Yeah, so, Did that. Weak. So make sure you guys check out all those tin oh, mans out there. 50-year-old lady? Weak. <laughs> that's how we do it. And that's what we're here to talk about. The post-fight interview was brilliant for De La Hoya. I love the way he handled it. Now, Triple G is the favorite going into the fight. He is. I actually want to put money on Canelo. I've said this. I've been so, vo- I've been boisterous about this for a couple years now. I said the only two people that are beating Triple G, who's around that weight class, Canelo. was Canelo Alvarez and Andre Ward. Mm-hmm. The, those I got those hands down. Yeah, I've and then, so I, I, won't, I won't budge on those. Yeah, and you as and, a, now the great boxer scholar, my dad, he's taking Triple G to win. This is the same man who believes the Jeff dude in Australia. Jeff Horn. He thinks he's going to beat dude. Pacquiao. I think we might be getting closer, closer to a to a what they call a home. You know what I'm saying? With with this type of Words I'm hearing because I I I don't believe Triple G could be Canelo. I don't believe he should be the favorite. I should it should be a 50-50 fight, but I can still see he's the true middleweight, the one sixty pounder who's been fighting at this but size. Got, even though he even though Chavez is a tin man, he just beat a light heavyweight. Just, you just beat a light heavyweight at one hundred and sixty four pounds. Who's a hundred seventy five pounder? He he beat who didn't look weight drained at all. Yeah. He looks scared to death. Yeah. not drained to death. That's for and, sure. And you've seen the level of comp- level of competition Canelo's fought is higher than Triple G's, and we've said that Daniel Jacobs was his hardest test. Now, if anybody sees any spike in the betting odds, which you can see in the squared circle lap, by the way. For any reason where Canelo becomes a big underdog, make sure you hit us up on Twitter at Talking Smack 101 because we might we might do a Kickstarter for this money and put it all on Canelo as long as we could double it. You never know. I want the Cinnamon Challenge to win. I like it. I like the pedigree came from his boxing career is about survival. Triple G started off with survival, but then he got taken care of through the amateur ranks because he became a pro, an Olympian, a pro athlete. And you know, it's a little bit different when your country takes care of you for that versus Canelo, who's been fighting 10 men and dudes from the ring. Guys, they found in the crowd. Now, today marks the anniversary for what was recorded at the hardest punch in history with uh, the undefeated Rocky Marciano versus Jersey Joe Walcott. Now, we went through a top 10 list of hardest punches on there. Which we just put on our Facebook. If you go to facebook.com forward slash square circle one, you're going to see the top 10. This is I'm not sure how recent this list is, but there's some devastating blows, and I love to see the black and white ones. And that wasn't racist, even though I should have made it. But <laughs> Rocky Marciano, if you see Coming to America, it's a great joke because he is one of the few Italians we got that's true and actually holds that's that reign. That's day that's one. That's day one. And I'll take it any day of the week. But we saw Joe Lewis get knocked down. We saw smoking Joe Frazier get devastated. Jerry we saw, Sugar, we saw Sugar Ray Robinson get uh get, get leveled sun. out there. You know what I'm saying? But if you see any punches you think are harder, harder than us, harder than this, make sure you hit us up on Twitter at Talking Smack 101. We need to see the feed. We want to see the domination. We want to see some hard, cold knockouts, some KTFOs, because this is the sweet science. Hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash square circle 101. The same on Instagram and Gmail. And you know where to find us on Twitter and download the app. It's your one-stop spot. 
for all your needs. And you know where to find us. Every Thursday, new shows. Tell your friends and tell your families. 